Thank you for joining us on History FM Radio on LiveParanormal.com and History.fm. From paranormal to the unexplained history, it all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? Participate in live interactive chat 24-7 with our radio show hosts and other like-minded people on www.liveparanormal.com, the only interactive social chat room supported by full interactive media. Stop by now and join in on the fun. Dana Workman from Haunted Highway on Sci-Fi, and you're listening to The Ghost Host, Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. Boom. This is Bill Murphy of Sci-Fi Channel's Fact or Fake Paranormal Files, and you're listening to The Ghost Host, Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. Hey everybody, this is Rex Williams, the medic from Destination Truth, and you're listening to the ghost host, Sophia, on LiveParanormal.com. This is True TV's haunting evidence investigator, Patrick Burns. And ghost huntress author, Marley Gibson. And you're you're listening listening to ghost host, host, Sophia Temporelli. And Michael Perry. And we're here... Hello, we're here at the Ghost Host with Sophia Temporelli and Weekly Paranormal.com. Weekly, weekly at LiveParanormal.com. <laughs> this is Stefan Brigatti from Pacific Coast Paranormal, and you're listening to the Ghost Host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com. She rocks. This is Christopher Sanders with My Ghost Story on Biography. You are listening to The Ghost Host with Sophia Tipparelli on LiveParanormal.com. Hi, this is Professor Lloyd Auerbach, parapsychologist, and you're listening to The Ghost Host with Sophia Tipparelli on LiveParanormal.com. This is author Alexandra Holzer, and you're listening to Ghost Host Sophia Temporelli. Hi, this is Jeff Belanger, host of 30 Odd Minutes, founder of GhostVillage.com, and author of lots of your favorite paranormal books, and you're listening to the Ghost Host Sophia on LiveParanormal.com. Boo! This is Nick Groff, executive producer of Ghost Adventures, the original documentary in Ghost Adventures, season 1 through 10, and executive producer of Ghost Stalkers, author of Chasing Spirits, the building of the Ghost Adventures crew, and founder of NickGroffTours.com. You are listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com. Tune in. Hey, this is Zach Bagans from Ghost Adventures, and you are listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporilli, on LiveParanormal.com. This is April, the psychic housewife in New Jersey, featured on the travel channels, The Holes of Files. I just wanted to wish my very dear friend, Sophia Temporelli, a very happy 11-year anniversary right here on Live Paranormal. Congratulations, Sophia. I love you and I'm so proud of you. 
That's right, it's the Ghost Host Show. It's with Dave Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. And congratulations again, yeah, 11 years of broadcasting here on LiveParanormal.com. And also you can listen on uh, GhostHunting.com now too as well. Uh, if, uh, p- uh, feel free to jump into the chat room. Uh, any questions for our guests, make sure that they're all caps. And as well, feel free to call into the show, 347-202-0316. That's 347-202-0316. Hope everyone's doing great out there. Happy Easter weekend, everybody. Today, Steve Gonzalez discusses uh, discusses the new season of Ghost Hunters and his upcoming book, A Life with Ghosts, True, Terrifying, and Insightful Tales from My Favorite Haunts. Everyone visit Twitter at Steve Gonzalez one Instagram at Steve Gonzalez Official, and hashtag Ghost Hunters for same-day episode social media interactive live feeds. Upcoming next weekend, we have Travel Channel Strange World host investigator Christopher Garitano. Uh, he, you can stream uh, the Strange World series on Discovery Plus, too, as well. Uh, you don't want to miss any of these upcoming broadcasts, so like the ghost host, Sophia Temporelli, at LiveParanormal.com to learn of the guests as we re- uh, learn of them real time. Uh, tonight on Live Paranormal, starting at 7 p.m. Eastern, Beyond the Screen and Ghost Light Radio, as well monthly Mondays right here, Chip Coffee of A&E's Paranormal State, Psychic Kids, and now on Kindred Spirits, he's monthly here, as well as Ben Hansen, Amy Goodwin, David M. Roundtree, Stefan Brigatti, Andy and Michelle uh, Kopik, uh, King Gearhart, and many more. If you miss anything, uh, archive shows of the broadcast will be available right after his free MP4 iTunes downloads. Let's bring the host on here, Sophia. Congratulations on 11 years here. Thank you. I can't believe it's already been 11 years. Yeah, you're doing a great job. You've helped a lot of people through the years. And uh, also to your Disney Channel, Disney HD, and Disney Plus, uh, the Ghost and Molly McGee animated series interview with co-creators Bill Motts and Bob Roth. That's now on your YouTube channel, so that's posted now as well. You got all these Instagrams and Twitters and things. Where can people find you? I'm on Instagram, at Steve Temporelli, and Twitter, just at Steve Temporelli with one L, because my name's too long. Well, is- yeah, no, we cursed you with a long name. Just drop an L and you can find Sophia. But fantastic show today. Tell us about your guest. Well, today we all know Steve Gonsalves from Ghost Hunters, Ghost Hunters Academy, Ghost Hunters Live, and currently Ghost Nation. Steve is also co-founder of Tap Para Magazine and now author with his book, A Life with Ghosts, True, Terrifying, and Insightful Tales for My Favorite Haunt, now available for pre-order. I want to thank the Travel Channel and Discovery Plus for making today's interview possible and watch the new season of Ghost Hunters Thursdays. Thursdays on Travel Channel and premiere episodes streaming the same day on Discovery Plus. Uh, Thursdays, 9 p.m. Eastern um, for everyone because um, I know the 7, 8 Central stuff can be a little confusing. So 9 p.m. Eastern, which is 6 p.m. Pacific time. Everyone visit Twitter, Steve Gonsalves1, Instagram, Steve Gonsalves Official, and hashtag Ghost Hunters um, to talk with the cast on Twitter. Um, So let's bring him into the show. All right, Steve, thanks for coming on the show today. Oh, hey, it's, it's uh, taking a while to unmute. There you are. That means we have a lot of people. <laughs> hello, hello. Uh, thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's good to talk to you guys again. Yeah, thank you so much for coming back on, and congratulations on Ghost Nation and the release of your upcoming book. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, it's exciting and uh, a fun time to be uh, chatting with you guys. Uh, we have the new season, Ghost Hunters. Uh, of course, every Thursday, uh, the premiere was just uh, this past week, and it seems like people liked uh, the episode, so that's really, really cool. 
Yes. Um, sorry, I messed up. Nation is now Ghost Hunters. Um, you guys are back to being Ghost Hunters, which is amazing. Um, Ghost Hunters is such an iconic show, and I think it's really just amazing to, you know, have the team investigating again under the title. Um, what is it like for you to be, you know, the Ghost Hunters again? <laughs> uh, well, you know, nothing really changed much in terms of what we – uh, you know, we're doing with the Ghost Nation. Uh, we were focusing a little more on uh, private residences and, and homes and, and uh, really uh, trying to find places where we could uh, help uh, people. Uh, you know, uh, the original Ghost Hunter sort of got very much into uh, a bit of a, a chase for the, the, the best piece of evidence or, uh, you know, it was very evidence-based, mm-hmm. which is awesome. And that was really, really cool. But with Nation... Uh, you know, we focused a little bit more on, we still did larger places, uh, but uh, there always had to be somebody that we were legitimately going to help. And uh, with the new Ghost Hunters, we've carried that over. We're doing, uh, you know, larger places still. We're doing private residences, um, but there still has to be somebody there that we, uh, you know, offer some real assistance to because a lot of places, mm-hmm. you know, like large asylums, they're super fun and awesome, but they don't necessarily need help, you know, um, but we'll do a large asylum if there really is, you know, a, a reason uh, to be there and, and to help somebody uh, or many people. And uh, that's what we're focusing on. And it's been uh, super, super cool to be back to that. Um, Ghost Nation is awesome. We love it. Uh, but when the opportunity uh, came to, you know, investigate as ghost hunters again, uh, we uh, jumped, we, we you know, talked about that for a couple months, actually, and, and then uh, we decided to, to go for it. Absolutely. I mean, like I said, it's such an iconic show. And in the beginning, you know, there's Ghost Hunters, Ghost Hunters Academy, Ghost Hunters Live. I mean, so many iterations. But for you as an investigator, how did your interest all come about for you? I am um, – the interest uh, was – always there for as long as I can remember um, in terms of really liked, you know, the feeling of kind of delving into those unknown and unexplained. And even at a young age, watching, of course, Ghostbusters and, and Poltergeist and all of that really sort of, but it, I remember it was, uh, I was watching a movie called uh, The Entity and I was very young and uh, it scared me quite a bit. And, and my mom, of course, was like, oh, gosh, don't worry. It's just for, you know, uh, television. It's, it's, it's a movie. It's make-believe. And she was kind of confused how I even stumbled upon such a movie. You know, like there's some scenes in mm-hmm. that movie that, you know, a, a kid really shouldn't be watching. Um, but then, uh, you know, I saw at the end there, this is based on true events. And, and ever since then, I'd. I was hooked, and, and I, I want to say maybe I was six years old then. But uh, by 11 or 12, you know, I was reading uh, Lloyd Auerbach books and, and uh, uh, um, of course, William G. Roll and, and really getting into the, the nitty-gritty in terms of uh, how to investigate. I, I wasn't so focused on the stories, um, although ghost stories are super-duper fun. I was more focused on, okay, how can I – find this stuff for myself? How can I experience this? How can I investigate it? Why am I so afraid of it? <laughs> Why is this so terrifying? Uh, and that's sort of what sent me down uh, my road there. I wasn't one of those investigators who 
you know, had a, a life-changing experience that, that sort of set them on their path. Uh, mine was, was just a, a deep-rooted interest. Definitely. I think it's amazing, too, you know, just with how many investigators in the field really do develop an interest at such a young age, whether, like you said, it's a movie or an experience. I mean, it's kind of like ingrained in all of us just, you know, from the start. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think it's human nature to be inquisitive and want to figure things out that you don't understand. And, and, you know, we also, as humans, we like to explore and get into things and, uh, uh, the paranormal uh, just seems to be that frontier of, whoa, uh, this is uh, pretty crazy and exciting stuff. And, yeah, it's been uh, a lot of fun, and I wouldn't change it for anything. So I know you said that when you watched the movie, it kind of started your interest when it said based on true events. But were you always a believer um, from the point of gaining that interest, or was there a specific moment where you said, wow, yeah, this is all real? You know, the, the while this is all real uh, came many years later uh, for me. Uh, I want to say maybe I was maybe even in my 20s. You know, up until then, I had some experiences and, and things that were interesting, and uh, but still had a few question marks, like, am I misinterpreting what's happening? Am I? But then, you know, as my investigation skills, I guess you'd call them, got uh, more refined, and, and I started using other techniques and, and uh, got really familiar with the gadgetry and, and the theory of it all. Uh, I started having some experiences and, and seeing things that I couldn't deny. And so for me, I think my belief started much later. I, I personally think that uh, people shouldn't believe in it blindly. They, they should have their own experiences. And, uh, yeah, I think that's one of the things that keeps the field on, on its toes is uh, the ability to be able to have experiences, but still say, I don't know, is it or isn't it? And then you got to figure it out and dive into it. And a lot of times uh, we find that it is paranormal and that's when it gets really, really exciting. Absolutely. I mean, there's so many questions that we have as investigators that we really won't know until we end up there ourselves. But I think that's the interesting part of the field is just trying to answer these questions, figure it out. And as soon as you get one question answered, you have 10 more that pop up. That's true. And I mean, that's where we, we call ourselves and other people call us paranormal investigators. And you really you do have to investigate. You know, even as you're walking around, it may look like like if you watch this on TV or if you do it yourself, you know, it it looks like you're just walking around and calling out the thin air and doing things, but you're really actively listening, actively participating in the environment, constantly uh, observing, and when things happen, you do have to investigate. You know, you, you get a reading on your EMF gauge. You can't just go up oh, something here. You know, you need to figure out what is creating that. Is it, you know, radiation that's been left over for 100 years? Maybe it's not even something that's happening in the moment. And you need to figure all of that stuff out. And, and we are. We, we are investigating. Uh, you know, the, the term ghost hunting, ghost hunters, it's always been kicked around. And, and, and I guess we may mm -hmm. have popularized it a bit uh, with that being the show title. But we've never really called ourselves ghost hunters. We're not hunting. We're not capturing it you know we're not we're investigating the unknown and uh you do have to investigate if everything just happens and, and you take it at face value and you know you're just observing things and and 
I like to investigate and figure it out. And, of course, always want it to be a ghost. That's the most exciting and the most fun and the most rewarding. But um, we do hope to disprove most things because there's no use in, in fooling ourselves. It doesn't do anybody any good. So we do try to disprove um, and, and even debunk things when we can. Um, and there isn't a big difference there. But disproving, you're just mm-hmm. trying to see what it could be. Uh, debunking, you know, means that there is a, an intent of fraud behind it. So there is a, a bit of a distinguishing, uh, you know, verbiage there. Uh, but, yeah, we, we do try to disprove uh, everything. And some, sometimes things are so evident and right in front of you, you don't, you, there's no use. You know, it's like you see a chair slide across the floor yeah. or something or a door slam in front of you. Of course, you still try to disprove it. Could it be this? Could it be that? But in your head, you're like, whoa, that was awesome and definitely something paranormal. Yeah, if a ghost throws a chair at you for like six feet away, I mean, that's definitely pretty hard to be like, well, how did that happen? Um, And I think that really is part of the thing, too, with the paranormal. Um, You know, people who have an interest will be like, yeah, you know, I try and disprove stuff, but also when something like that happens, you realize that there's no way to explain it away. And the people who, you know, tend to be more logical and completely don't believe will still be like, it was the wind that threw it six feet. Um, so it's kind of the interesting thing of, you know, why some people believe in the paranormal and some don't, because even if it's that obvious, um, some people will still tell you that there's an explanation. But that's one of the things that makes Ghost Hunter stand out. Um, since you do work on residential, is being able to help the homeowners to show what is easily explained. Absolutely. And we can help people without finding ghosts. Without, you know, it's actually probably better for the, the people living in the home if they are, uh, you know, a, a real haunting. Uh, I don't want to say real because it can depend on uh, how severe and, and how frequent the activity is. But if you're living in a place that's haunted, uh, it's it's very hard to, to maintain friendships and relationships. It's hard to maintain a job and career. Uh, it really does take a, a toll on you. And you find that people who are living in a very haunted house, uh, you know, they, they go through some. If you remember in Poltergeist, uh, they have a pretty accurate depiction there. In the beginning, they're all in their house, and it's nice, and this is happening, and that's happening. Uh, by the end of the movie, the, the dad is—he hasn't changed his bathrobe in, in two weeks. He hasn't shaved. He's, you know, doesn't have a job anymore. He's—and uh, that's a pretty accurate uh, depiction. It may not always be that severe, or you could be one of those people that absolutely love living in a, in a haunted house. But if they really are afraid, and, and it doesn't have to be that, you know, we we find a ghost to help them. That's always the most fun and what we're after. But uh, for instance, on on Ghost Hunters, we were able to. Uh, there was a, a woman who uh, who had thought uh, that somebody had died in a certain area, and the story that she had heard had been passed down orally, and, and uh, they thought there was documentation of this, um, that a, a woman had tripped on these stairs and fallen. It didn't get help in time because she lived alone and ended up uh, dying there. And this woman would trip every once in a while in the same area, and would fall down a few stairs. It was just like little stairs, and she would sometimes stumble and mm-hmm. fall. And always blamed it on the ghost. And was really terrified of it to the point where she would like sit down and like sink herself down the stairs instead of walking because she was 
so afraid that she was going to get tripped. Um, and we had found through research that, you know, the, the person that she had thought uh, didn't, in fact, die there in the house, anywhere near those stairs. She died hours away in hospital, and the timeline was way off. She didn't even die in that certain time. And, and just, you know, the, the, the woman knowing that that never even happened, uh, she didn't get tripped anymore. You know, she realized, oh, and, and it ended up just being something that she was kind of doing on her own, you know, just because she thought that. If she, you know, kicked her own foot on accident or just felt a little uneasy there, uh, she would always think that something was trying to trip her down the stairs, and, and now she realizes that that wasn't the case. So you're even able to, to help people uh, by just digging in the history and, and figuring things out and finding records for them. And, uh, because, you know, the average homeowner, they don't always know how to go and find deeds and records and, you know, plot and all of these things where, you know, as investigators, you do have a little bit more of a know-how when it comes to that. And then, you know, we're fortunate enough to, to have, a, I guess, a, a high enough profile where when we call, you know, mm-hmm. a local historical society or center or library, they already know who we are and they're pretty excited to have us. So, you know, our research ends up becoming easy but at times we get there and they've already pulled 10 books for us we thought this would be useful we thought you'd like this so we have extra we were able to go through and look at and it's really cool to you know help people and and figure it out always want it to be a ghost really really do and a lot of times on our show it is luckily uh, you know uh, but uh, yeah we do try to help people when we can and, you know, speaking of houses, too, besides your work on Ghost Hunters, you also worked on a house in between. Um, what was that like for you to kind of do something that's residential of that scale um, where Alice Johnson owns it? Yeah, um, you know, Alice is, is a great person. And, and I didn't, well, for that documentary, I didn't investigate. Um, I, I directed it and produced mm-hmm. it. Um, I let them you know, do they? They were the team there. So you'll see Brad and John, and and they were the ones doing the investigation. I did pipe in every once in a while, uh, just sort of, you know, because I, as an investigator, it's kind of like, guys, there's something over here. Like you should get in that room. Or yeah. You know. So you may hear me off camera once in a while. I'll be like, whoa. Uh, but but I didn't. I did. I have investigated the house, uh, but during the documentary, I, I did not. Um, but what a blow over there. Uh, Alice Jackson is a, is a dreamboat of, of a woman, one of the, of the nicest people uh, you've, you'll ever uh, meet in your life. And when I heard about what was happening there, uh, I was so fascinating, really, you know, really was fascinated because it was a, a house that was a, a, not a controlled study, uh, but it was a, uh, a study of the paranormal for Ten years, you know, she did not live in the house and opened it to investigators, and they were investigating. I want to say almost every single day, uh, and I always say it's not a control limit because you're, you know, in the environment, so you're not in a laboratory. Um, but it, it was a study for ten years, and they they amassed some great uh, evidence. And the fact that they thought that over time, what was there was actually learning to communicate back over time. It was all quite fascinating, and uh, yeah, I, I thought you know I was there as an investigator first, and just on my own investigating the place uh, with the team there, and 
when I saw the the story side of it, how she was treated in the town with sort of a raised eyebrow, how she really did not live in her house for 10 years but wanted to so badly because she loves the home, all of that, I was like, wow, this is, you know, people should really know about this. And, and that's where, you know, the documentary sort of came. But, yeah, a great group of, of investigators over there, awesome people, and I had a, a blast uh, working on that project. We did a part one, part two. We were able – we had a lot of scientists involved, which uh, took a, a long time, many months of, you know, me and Kendall and Vera, the other direct calling and, and, you know, I was hung up on and many, many times. It's very strange. As soon as you mentioned paranormal to a scientist, they're like, nope, got to go. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. So prank yes. call, prank call. <laughs> you know, I had physicists and geophysicists literally just worried about their funding, worried about their uh, you know, the university worried about all of this stuff, and it's like, I get it, but come help us. We did find somebody eventually. Yeah, you would think they would want to delve deeper into that. But speaking of you working with a great group of people, those familiar with the original version of Ghost Hunters um, might see that the team is a little different this time around. So do you want to tell the audience a little bit about who you're working with um, on the current iteration of Ghost Hunters and what it's like, you know, just getting to investigate kind of with this change team. Absolutely. We, we, it's still the core of us, you know, do you uh, mm -hmm. remember the last sort of three or four, five, I want to say, gosh, season seven to, yeah, I, I don't remember the exact, but it's basically the same team that you'll remember. Uh, nobody's dead. It's Jay, me, Tango, Sherry. Um, we're there uh, investigating. We're sort of the core uh, team there taps and uh, when we need a hand or we, we think it's you know an investigation where we could use a, a different expertise we do bring in other investigators and guests and uh, you'll see familiar faces such as uh, Chris Williams and Dustin Perry and um, you, you, who it's Actually, I want to say it's really exciting to investigate with, with Chris again because she's somebody who we didn't investigate with for quite some time because she sort of, uh, you know, stopped investigating for quite some time and moved to Australia and, and you know, was interested in, in other endeavors. And um, to have her back and in the mix is really, really exciting. Dustin, you know, we, we've always investigated with him, never stopped. Even on Ghost Nation, he would come and investigate with us. Um, so, yeah, that you have the Ghost Hunters team that you're familiar with and that people have followed uh, this whole time. And, and uh, Satori uh, Hawes joins us every now and again. Uh, I think she's in, yeah, she's in one or two episodes. I know definitely, obviously, in the Bastille. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. but they'll, they'll see all the, the people they remember. And even uh, Amy and Adam, you know, we were investigating with them. It's really, really awesome and a lot of fun. And uh, this season, uh, recently, we had uh, Chandler Riggs from The Walking Dead with us. Uh, that was super cool. We've known Chandler for many, many years. I, I think he, gosh, I, I met him during, I think it was season one or two of The Walking Dead. So back in 2010 is when I first met him. And uh, he's a great guy. My, my buddy, Tori Valachi. Uh, is going to be on an episode. He's from Mythbusters. We have, uh, of course, uh, Satori and, and Cody joining us. It's just going to be super, super, uh, what was really, really awesome. And of course, Dustin and Chris, but we have a really, really cool thing going, and, and it's so much fun. We're really, really excited. 
absolutely. And having so many great guest investigators is so helpful to um, just getting to experience other people's investigating styles and, you know, just see what different people capture different locations. Because, um, you know, some ghosts are partial to men or women or, you know, younger people or older people. So it's always kind of interesting just to have different people around to generate different res responses. Absolutely. That's, and I think that's something, that's a good point. It's something that not everybody who watches these shows quite understands. Because I'll get comments sometimes that, like, everybody investigated this one room and nobody got any activity. Why do you keep doing like, come on? What's and it's like, well, you don't really know what they're going to respond to. You know, they, they may not even like my personality. You know, maybe they'd, they prefer to you know, talk to somebody like Sherry or, or Jay or, or so you do mix up the team, you, you, and you do it uh, thoughtfully also, you know, just like you said. Maybe who's in there would be more likely to, to talk to a woman. So you have uh, Sherry and, and, and someone else go in. and Yeah, that's a good point. We definitely try to uh, do that. And even we don't know what their interpretation of time and space is. So say Jay mm -hmm. and I or Tango and I are in a, you know, a building or a room for two or three hours, you can't just say, oh, well, there's nothing going on here because then, and we use them loosely, obviously, whatever's on that other side, um, it may only be a, a fraction of a second or it may nothing. They may not even have a sense of time and space. We don't know. Ten may know, uh, but we really don't know. Nobody knows. And uh, so you can't really, uh, that's why, you know, in Ghost Hunters, we did have a hard time in the beginning saying if a place was haunted or not because uh, we know that okay, something may not have happened while we were here for this week, but if we come back in a month, maybe something will. If we were here for two weeks, maybe something would happen. So uh, you, you have to be careful when you say places are, are haunted and not haunted or the activity is, is you know, uh, frequent or not frequent. You, you really have to take that stuff kind of seriously. Absolutely. And I know we have a quick commercial break, but we'll be right back with more questions and talk about some of the upcoming locations. The Ghost Host Show with Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. Today, our guest, Steve Gonzalez, discusses his new se the new season of Ghost Hunters and his upcoming book, A Life with Ghosts, True, Terrifying, and Insightful Tales from My Favorite Haunts. Um, visit Twitter at SteveGonzalez1, Instagram at SteveGonzalezOfficial, hashtag Ghost Hunters for same-day episode media interactive live feeds. It's a late edition of the show when we get right back. Hi, this is Dustin Perry, the Paranormal Rockstar, and you're listening to The Ghost Coast with the most, Sophia Temporelli, only on LiveParanormal.com. Joining us on History FM Radio on LiveParanormal.com and History.fm. From paranormal to the unexplained history, it all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? Participate in live interactive chat 24-7 with our radio show hosts and other like-minded people on www.LiveParanormal.com. The only interactive social chat room supported by full interactive media. Stop by now and join in on the fun. 
Hey, this is Zach Bagans from Ghost Adventures, and you are listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporilli, on LiveParanormal.com. Not only am I Dave Schrader, but I'm Dave Schrader of Travel Channel's The Holzer Files, and you're listening to <laughs> Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. I feel left out. I wanted to throw myself into your mix of, of voiceovers now. <laughs> I love it. You know, uh, it's almost like we didn't leave break. Oh, poor Dave left out of the auto bites there. And, uh, here, yeah, a little slow unmuting here, so that means a lot of people are tuning in. And, Steve and Sophia, you're back on. All right. Hello. Hey, thanks. thank you again so much for coming on today. Of course. Thank you for having me. Um, so you guys go to some amazing locations this season. Um, I know you can't re- reveal too much about the episodes, but can you tell the audience some of the locations you're going to and which one you found to be the most interesting while doing research? Oh, that's, that's a great question. The one that was most interesting doing research. Hmm. You know, we uh, are very lucky that to do what we do, you know, investigating the paranormal, that sort of thing. There usually is really interesting history because things, you know, life experiences, extreme life experiences seem to be one mm-hmm. of the things that spark a haunting or create a haunting or leave behind uh, some impression of, of some sort. And so the, the, the history part is always super fascinating. But I have to tell you, we got to investigate the Hoof Dam for this season, which was amazing. We got to investigate the Kennedy and Argonaut Mines. And some of the history that I thought was super fascinating, one, you know, when you're dealing with Hoover Dam, I didn't quite realize that uh, almost 100 people died during just the building of the Hoover Dam. And you can imagine... You know, those are untimely deaths. Those are deaths sometimes because we learned that uh, they would actually move their whole family here to build or here, there, excuse me, to build the mine, uh, to build the uh, dam. And so they were dying untimely, leaving, you know, a family now and an unfamiliar parents They have to now fend for themselves and try to figure things out. But I was walking. This is a government facility, so we had – you know, of course, government workers, all, they were all super nice. And actually, when you're dealing with the government, they can look at us paranormal folks, you know, with a bit of a, a, a raised eyebrow and then a little bit of a, you know, who are you guys? Mm-hmm. Uh, but they were all super gracious, excited that we were there. And, and uh, I believe we were the first people to ever investigate the Hoover Dam uh, for, for the paranormal, which is quite uh, an honor. But one story, I was walking with, with this one gentleman telling us, and he said, right here was the death. And what happened was a, a guy had fallen, and he fell on this ledge. And he the impact was so strong that his skeleton stayed on the ledge, but all of his guts and skin ended up on the ground. So it literally got like degloved just from the the impact you can imagine gosh but that's grizzly and sadly you know a lot yeah. of the grizzly history is is what but you also have love you have you know a lot of things that can also create a haunting devotion and mm-hmm. even a, a camaraderie and a, and a coming together there was the Kennedy and Argonaut mine that, that we investigated and we have the, the destination 
uh, fear gang with us on that investigation uh, because it was such a huge place. You know, we needed some extra hands, and, and you know they, they wanted to work with us again. We wanted to work with them again, uh, good friends of ours. So it was, you know, just kind of made sense. But I remember there was something really awesome in the history. So this may be my, my favorite. I'm not sure. But these two mines, they were gold mines, and they were uh, not enemies. But, well, I guess they were. They were rivals, and rivals to the point where they were even sabotaging each other. It was kind of crazy. Uh, but there was mm-hmm. a terrible disaster and a huge fire, and 30 miners got trapped in these underground tunnels. And the two mines set their differences aside, came together to rescue these men. And, you know, even the next day as they're getting deeper into this, the whole town now has come together, and, and everybody is now unified, and it was a really, you know, uh, tremendous sort of bonding and building uh, experience for the community that they told us is still felt to this day uh, that there is a camaraderie and a, a friendship and uh, a bit more of a loving relationship in the community because of that disaster. And sadly, uh, you know, they they didn't they weren't rescued. They all passed away. Uh, but that history I thought was was quite cool. That the town came together, the two mines. To, to try and save these men. And, and it shows you that when push comes to shove, people usually do, you know, band together and, and love on each other and, and, you know, rivalries and the fighting and the this and that and the grand scheme of things is all just garbage, you know. It, it really is. And that's a true, you know, reminder to all of us. Like, hey, stop this <laughs> craziness that we all we all live for such a short in the grand scheme of things, you know, 80, 100 years, it's nothing uh, in the timeline of the universe. Uh, we were just a flash in the pan. Why are we fighting and, and, you know, about who has more gold than the other? You're both a gold mine. Like, you know, relax. Uh, but it was really, really fascinating and cool. Yeah, I mean, that's an amazing story. And it's so cool that you guys are, as you said, like probably the first people ever to investigate the Hoover Dam unless someone did some like hidden thing on a tour or something um, to actually do a paranormal investigation. Were there any challenges um, when investigating places like the mines or the Hoover Dam that you hadn't prior expected um, to actually going in and investigating? Yeah, yeah. That you know the the we were the Hoover Dam is so huge that we knew that we wouldn't be able to cover all of it obviously it would just be impossible we would need months and months so we, we did a bit of a triage system and tried to figure out you know the most active locations where is the and there was a location in one of the working areas where workers and we would talk to them and they wouldn't go in there I mean, like i'm a government worker I'm, I'm expected to go in i can't tell them i'm not going in that room alone because i'm afraid of a ghost <laughs> you know, like, it just doesn't mm-hmm. happen so they, they really did need some uh, some assistance there uh, but figuring out the you know which places we should focus most of our attention on uh, was was kind of difficult we of course used the history we used the patterns that we could recognize within uh, the activity, you know, how often does it have severe in which areas, and we're able to narrow it down. And when it came to the mines, one thing that we, you know, we we usually go a bit, well, we do now. We we try 
to go wireless whenever we can. Um, but at the mines, we did have a lot of trouble uh, with the transmission, so we had to hardwire a lot of things. We have enough wire to make sure we can hardwire everything. So it ended up adding a few hours on to our setup, uh, which annoys all of us, quite honestly. You, you'd be familiar with this as an investigator yeah. yourself there. It's like you want to investigate. You know, <laughs> The more time you spend setting up, the less time you're in there finding things and, and figuring things out. Uh, so when you add a few hours on to onto it uh it, it's not not fun uh i mean we have fun with each other obviously like even when it's stressful and we're you know i'll walk past jay as he's slinging wires and we'll high five and have a you know you just have to uh you know look at it like hey this is a bit stressful but look what we get to do you know look what we get to do and and all of that uh, stress and extra work it just dissolves and, and you just have fun and uh, you know, it, it helps to investigate with people that you like and get along with. You know, Jay, I've known for so long. We uh, we don't even need to talk to each other when we investigate. We know what's going on. Tango is, is my best friend. Uh, so investigating with him, we just, you know, a lot of times get in trouble. Because it's like, you guys have been talking about Star Wars for two hours. <laughs> you know, like, you, you've got to yeah. Or whatever we're talking about. I'm just kidding. It might not always be Star Wars, but... Uh, so you have to investigate with people that you uh, that you get along with because uh, you long hours and really you know if you all of a sudden have two hours extra of setup running up and down stairs dragging these wires everywhere you want to do that with people you like you know not uh, with somebody like gosh I got to be in this place with this guy for ten hours a day for all week oh gosh or this girl whoever luckily we have a great group and everybody loves each other so it's really cool. For sure. And, I mean, who knows? You're talking about Star Wars. You can have a ghost like, what? Talking about? I mean, you never know what's going to elicit a response from a spirit. And um, when you are investigating, you know, there's so many long hours from, as you said, setting up, actually being on the investigating and reviewing evidence. It's hard not to, you know, talk about other things um, with people you get along with so well. Of course. Of course. You you have to mix it in. You really do. And, and we all have such, you know, people find it hard to believe that Jay has a sense of humor, especially because the earlier episodes of Ghost Hunters, uh, he was a little mm-hmm. more, you know, I don't want to use the word astute. I don't know what the right word is. A, a little more, I don't even know what the right word is to use, but uh, I guess gruff. Yeah, he seemed a little reserved and gruff, but, you know, but he has the biggest sense of humor and the biggest prankster of all of us. You know, anytime... <laughs> Uh, you just always immediately look at Jay and you just see him with his childish, like smile smirk and he starts giggling and like uh, it, it, it is. And, and you said something too, that was so true is that you really never know what's going to elicit a response. You really don't. Uh, there was a time when we were investigating and nothing was happening. And all of a sudden, Tang and I started talking about meatballs. It was actually his dad's mm-hmm. meatballs we were talking about because they're delicious and all of a sudden, we started getting responses and things happening, and we didn't even know this. And then come to find out in the research later, the the gentleman who we were mainly investigating uh, wanted to be a chef, and his favorite food was Italian and all this and that. So I'm not saying that's what piqued his interest. You know, it seemed a little far-fetched, but you never know. That may have been. He may have been like, these guys, all they want to talk, or maybe just ignoring or not even – we don't know, but maybe talking about meatballs or Italian food, he's like, what? I want some of that. You know, you really never know. 
No, I I believe it. I was actually just talking on a show recently. Like, if, if I was a ghost right now, I think the hardest thing for me would be not having food. I've had psychics on that say, oh, no, you don't want food. Like, I want food in general. Like, if I couldn't eat an In-N-Out <laughs> burger again, I would be devastated. So having someone, you know, talk about something you love in life, I think would – like, for me, I – if someone brings up gaming, Marvel, Taylor Swift, um, food, I'm like, I'm just like, a, I'm like Doug from Up. I'm like Squirrel. So it's like, you, you, you know, ghosts have their own interests and it, that doesn't change in the afterlife. So anything you say, you never know what's going to start up a conversation with someone. And it's the same when you're investigating instead of just like, you know, do you know what happened to you? It's like, yeah, you're talking about meatballs. And he's like, I want to talk about meatballs. Yep, you you really don't ever know. You really don't. Uh, I mean, you don't always want to talk about crazy stuff, and, and, and but if the conversation goes somewhere because you're just talking, it you don't always have to shut yourself up and and you know do an EVP session or or you know ask specific questions about the paranormal. Sometimes it's when you're just talking about other things and uh, something happens. Now it gets tricky in the television world sometimes, you know. Because if we're talking about whatever, say we're talking about Disney World and all this and that, there may be, we might be talking about stuff that they can't use necessarily. You know, they're not going to put a bunch of stuff about, you know, dinner or whatever. You know, it's just not something that's done in, in the television or movie world. Um, and then if something happens, you, you know, it's kind of like, oh, gosh, I wish you guys weren't talking about this when that thing happened. But you'd never know when it's going to happen. So if you just start going off because you've been sitting in this room for three hours and you're talking about something else now and something happens, it's just kind of a, a roll of the dice. Absolutely. And, you know, we've been saying that is the fun of investigating. And some of this stuff you don't even find out until later on. So it's always great when you get evidence in the moment. And it's cool when you find it in post, too, but you're like, oh, man, I wish I could have responded then. Um, I mean, with so many great locations this season, what was your favorite on the original version of Ghost Hunters um, as for locations you've investigated, and where would you love to investigate the most in the future? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I think my favorite is, and I know it's a lot of people's, but Waverly Hills in Louisville, uh, Kentucky. Um, it's just a majestic, beautiful place, and if you find uh, you know, beauty and in decay and that sort of thing. Uh, it is the place for you, and it's very, very active. And uh, that, that I think is, is, you know, the place that I would always want to return. If I was dead and gone, and I could haunt a place that is a place for me to live, for you know, it could maybe be uh, Waverly Hills. I, I love it there. Uh, so fun! I'll investigate it every chance I, I get. You know, to a lot of people, that isn't, uh, you know, the place. I, I know many investigators who have been there and haven't had any experiences, and they kind of feel like it's overhyped. But uh, for me, uh, I usually do experience things, and I find, you know, beauty in decay. It's such a gorgeous building. I get teary-eyed when I pull up to it. Uh, I, I love it there. And Ghost Hunters, we did actually a a, a private residence once where – we tried a lot of different techniques and we tried a few together, what we call coupling where you're, you know, using a few different techniques at the same time. And we started having some really 
awesome experiences and some back and forth where they were really answering questions and uh, we, we couldn't believe it. And there were some things I wanted to try there that I didn't get to uh, that I would like to do. It was a plantation home in Virginia. Uh, I would like to go back there and, and try some different experiments and techniques that I didn't get to uh, while I was there. But if I had to say a place I would always want to go back to and that I love, uh, it, it's Waverly Hills in, in Louisville. Uh, that place is, is just awesome. And the history, you know, everything is there. Everything that you need for a haunting is at Waverly Hills. It is such a great location. And too, um, besides Ghost Hunters and everything you've been working on, um, you're definitely very busy. You have a book coming out, if you want to tell the audience about that. Yeah, thank you. It's uh, called A Life with Ghosts, and it'll be out in August. Uh, you can pre-order it now. Um, and it, it is my it, – it, it's not necessarily all of my favorite places because a lot of it comes for different reasons. Um, but places where I had poignant experiences, places where the activity really sort of blew me away. And it's all those experiences through my eyes with some, of course, deeper insight. And I don't want to say tips and tricks, but, you know, if I'm talking about, say, Waverly Hills, I'll remind you that if you think you're seeing some shadows, you know, what you should and shouldn't be looking for, what is really going on, that sort of thing. Uh, also, it serves as a bit of a, uh, you know, memento mori, if you will, to those who have come before us, because we go crazy investigating these ghosts, and we love it, and it's all we focus on, but we tend to forget sometimes that they were people, you know, with loves mm -hmm. and lives and losses and, and everything that we go through, and I wanted to, you know, uh, pay, pay an, an homage to them a, a bit, uh, so I do dig into the actual people that uh, we're investigating, and that's quite interesting. But I also found that I was learning a little bit about living a better life through investigating the paranormal. You know, you learn, like, whoa, this happened to this guy because he did A, B, and C. Well, let's not do A, B, and C, you know? Um, yeah. And so I put some of that in, in the book as well, you know, like, hey, uh, I've been able to learn some things. And and share those insights as well. So uh, it it serves a few purposes, the book. But by and large, I would say it's some of my favorite experiences retold uh, through through my uh, filter and and what I experienced and went through at these places. And uh, it's really really uh, I think for people who love what we do as investigators, whether you're an investigator. Whether you're an enthusiast, an armchair investigator, whether you just like a good creepy story, if you like being scared, if you love hearing about life and its adventures, it, it's all there uh, for you in, in that book. So I, I think people will really uh, dig it. I do. And where can people pre-order it? You can pre-order it anywhere that books are sold. Uh, anywhere. Uh, I know that if they go to Simon & Schuster's website and just type in my name or the name of the book, all the pre-order links will come up there. But you can order at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, uh, wherever you'd like. And then when it comes out uh, August 23rd, I think, or the, no, excuse me, August 22nd, uh, you'll be able to buy it everywhere that 
you can buy books, Barnes and Noble, all the stores, all that stuff. Well, that's amazing. Congratulations on your upcoming book. Um, we'll definitely have to have you back on to promote the book when it's out too. Um, I know we're at the end of the show though. So are there any productions, um, other books, events, um, websites, or appearances that you would like to mention? Oh, thanks. Yeah. Ghost Hunters, of course, every Thursday uh, at nine o'clock on Travel Channel. And then, of course, uh, you'll be able to watch it same day on Discovery Plus, but not until nine o'clock. You know, they're not going to, they're not releasing it before it airs. So you, it'll air at 9 p.m. travel, but then you'll be able to uh, stream it at any point on Discovery Plus. Uh, So you could watch same time if you'd like. You could watch it at nine o'clock with everybody else, Uh, but uh, Travel Channel and Discovery Plus, and you can catch us uh, at some conventions coming up, like Michigan Paracon, New Jersey Para Unity Expo. I'll be at New York Comic Con in October, um, and uh, there'll be another documentary project coming uh, for sure, uh, untitled and and wow. uh, not exactly sure uh, when, but uh, I'll be putting out all of that information as it comes together. Uh, we're quite a far distance out from that but yeah still moving and shaking with all that stuff so thank you very much well i want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule to come on today it's been great talking to you as always and you are always welcome back on in the future if you have anything you ever want to promote oh thank you that's really awesome really really appreciate it you're always super cool and, and great to talk to so i appreciate you having me thank you Well, thank you so much. And again, congratulations on everything. Um, So, yeah, have a great rest of your weekend, too. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Thanks, Steve. You You got it. See you later. Bye. Wow. Bye. Bye. Wow. Fantastic show today, Sophia. Absolutely. Steve was such a great guest. As always, I want to thank the Travel Channel and Discovery Plus for making today's show possible. And I want to thank you all for listening. The show definitely not be possible without all of you. Make sure to check out Ghost Hunters on Thursdays streaming on Discovery Plus and the Travel Channel at the same time. And I will talk to you guys again next week. Bye. Yeah, the ghost of the show is Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. And Steve for his book, again, A Life with Ghosts, True, Terrifying, and Insightful Tales from My Favorite Haunts. Um, wherever books are sold, as he mentioned, in Ghost Hunters, Thursday nights, uh, 9 p.m. And um, next week, we have Travel Channel Strange World host investigator Christopher Garitano. Uh, the series is uh, streaming now on Discovery+, Plus, but he'll be on again uh, next Saturday, uh, the 15th. You don't want to miss any of these upcoming broadcasts. We have other people that are securing their guest spots as we speak. Happy Easter weekend, everyone. Enjoy a great spring break, and we'll see you next week. Hi, this is Debbie and Sion Ghost Adventures. You're listening to The Ghost Host with your host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com. God bless you all. for joining us on History FM Radio on LiveParanormal.com and History.fm. From paranormal to the unexplained history, it all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? 
participate in live interactive chat 24-7 with our radio show hosts and other like-minded people on www.liveparanormal.com, the only interactive social chat room supported by full interactive media. Stop by now and join in on the fun. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.